Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other public forums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, and social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. And we're back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Truth Revival. This season two, episode thirty-one. I'm here with my man Paul Chapman, brother Paul. How you doing? Well, we're on. We've been talking for an hour, not recording, and it was like super heavy and super good. And I, I, I was sitting here thinking, what are we going to talk about after we've done talked about all this? But it was actually something we're going to talk about on another episode. But it was really refreshing and. Um, I saw Andy Nichols. Okay. This week. What a great dude. Love Andy. He's awesome. And uh and I was like, Andy, I just been uh confessing lately. The Lord's got me in a in a season of confession. Mm. And you know, we were talking earlier there and and you were talking about how, you know, the Lord's been dealing with you about maybe always being right, you know, thinking that you're always right or right, whatever. Right, right. And I, I've something in me shifted about two years ago, right? Uh-huh. I kind of know, but I don't to the complete extent. But had one of my guys that I work with a lot. Uh, he's the owner of a big company that I work for. He said like, two weeks ago before all this confession started, this is kind of what rung my bell, really, uh-huh. and, and I made me seek the Lord. But he said, uh, he said, you know, you've not been yourself in two years. He said, you're always angry, man. You're never wrong. You know, when something happens on the job, it's never your fault. You're always arguing about it. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, 50% of the time, I'm right. I know. I know I am, because <laughs> a lot of it is neglect on the other people's part. But then I thought, but in a sense, I am 50% of the time probably wrong, because my guys maybe forget something or something goes on. And, I, and my reaction is always in a negative sense. And it's in a, a an argumentative reaction. It's in a put up the the protection. I've got to defend myself or I've got to defend my dignity or, right. or my word or what I've got to defend that because I am so afraid, Roman, of failing. Mm. And I said, you know, man, you're right. I've not been myself. Because you're not the only guy to tell me. Because some people have told me in the last couple of, couple of months, hey, what's been going on with you, man? I mean, you're you're Paul, but you're not Paul. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I know. I've been feeling it. So after all that, I started seeking. I started. I said, hey, Jesus, I need to talk to you. What's going on here? You know. He said, well, first of all, you're eat up with a little bit of pride. First of all, you're eat up with a little bit of envy. First of all, you can't never be wrong because you you think you got to always be right because you you think you're somebody. And I thought, you know what, Lord, you're right. Forgive me. So mm. since that moment, I've been I've just been confessing. Hey, man, I'm ru- I'm ruined. I'm a I'm I've been a jerk. I've been all these things, and I need to get it right. And and here's the deal. 
since I preached a couple weeks ago, like the last week and a half, I've never been under attack the way I've been. In my mind, spiritually, dude, I've been a mess. Just And my wife's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I'm in the battle of, the, of a lifetime. So I've just been digging in and, and trying, to, trying to seek the Lord. And it, Like tonight, we got this big thing in town tonight. Very excited. You know, I mean, uh, this uh, recovery in the park. Yes. You guys are singing. I'm giving my testimony. And, and like three days ago, Rome, I'm like, I'm not fit to give my testimony right now. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I feel like a failure. Mm. But failure isn't our finish. With that being said, lead us into what we're going to talk about today. I don't want to spill all my beans that I've got over here that I, I feel like I want to talk about. But Well. I know I was rambling, but anyway. No, no, it's good. So oftentimes <laughs> we all feel, we all hear that lie of the enemy. God's finished with you. Yeah. God's done with you. You've gone too far. You've done too much. And so, yeah, that we feel that in our our flesh and our weakness and our carnality. And so we feel like because we fell that we're done, that God's God's finished with us. Well, I've got news for you, friend. Failure isn't final. And I want to read a passage of scriptures from Matthew chapter 12, verse number 20. This is one that I usually just fly right over, Paul. Mm. Like when I'm reading through the gospels, this is one that I rarely, I rarely stop at this one. But because of this podcast, it's helped me to slow down. And um, and this is one that uh that we need to hear. Yeah. A bruised reed shall he not break. It's Matthew 12, 20. A bruised reed shall he not break, and a smoking flax shall he not quench till he send forth judgment unto victory. So the the reed or the rod, like if the rod like that they might that the shepherd might use to corral his uh sheep with, that rod or reed is gonna get bruised, it's gonna get damaged, but it's not broken. Yeah. You know, it's still useful. He doesn't discard it just because it's got a little wear and tear on it. Right. Just because the news wore off of it. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I was, uh, l- let me just, let me just say this. Okay. Yeah. Me and, uh, BL, our old boy, Brandon. I love him. Yeah. We went out, uh, estate shopping the other day. Really? Yeah. It oh, was you, fun. You, you dogs. Man. We had I, such a I, great I like time. <laughs> and uh, we come across a big old uh, box of vintage records. Ooh, that had been up my alley. I'm a vintage record collector. We saw uh, some old fog hat. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Vinyl. Two Jimi Hendrix. Dude. Vinyl records. They were worth money. Uh, there was a Steppenwolf record in there. I mean, uh, just some vintage, old school records. Now, Paul, here's the thing about them. They were used. Yes. On the outside, they didn't look like much. But you know what? On the inside, 
that record was pristine. Yes, been kept. It had been it had been preserved. Yeah. Now you see on the outside it didn't look like much. It was it was damaged, it was bruised, it was but the inside yeah was still there. Mm. And 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 you see spiritually sometimes we may get a little bruised. We yeah. may get a little damaged. But you know what? God doesn't break the reed. Yeah. He doesn't throw us away. He's the potter and we're the clay, yes. as uh, the Word of God teaches us. He molds us, and he makes us, and he conforms us into the likeness of his image. Mm. And my friend, I want you to know something. When we go through those periods of bruisings, when we go through those periods of hardships and discouragement, what we may deem as a failure, God is teaching us. God is preparing us. And God is, actually, we have to learn to lean on him. Amen. What did the apostle Paul say when he had that thorn in the flesh? Yes. He he prayed for God to remove the thorn of the flesh, but God actually revealed to him. He said that uh, Paul said, I will glory in my infirmity so that the power of God may rest upon me because my strength, his strength is made perfect in my weakness. weakness. So it says a bruised reed. He will not break this Matthew chapter 12, verse number 20. And, uh, a smoldering wick he will not quench. Mm. Think about the uh, a candle, Paul. Whenever you feel like the, uh, the, the, the wick has burnt unto the end, and it's just the, the light's not there anymore. Yes. And it's just kind of the flame's not there, and it's just kind of smoldering. Yeah. The ember's there. But the flame's not there. Right. Does that mean that the heat's gone? No. 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 The, still get burned. You see, <laughs> well, you see that it's smoldering. It may not be the roaring flame that it used to be, but there's still something there. And here's what I want to say to our listeners. You may not be the roaring flame that you used to be spiritually. You may not be on fire for God. You may have been beat down. You may have had water thrown on you. You may be discouraged, and that wick just may be smoldering a little bit. You're down, yeah, but you're not out in Jesus' name. And you know what it says? The smoldering wick, he will not quench. Right. I'll, here's the thing. The enemy wants to douse your flame. Yes. The enemy wants to, to shut you down, and the enemy wants to put you out. But you see, God's not finished with you yet. <laughs> God's not finished with you yet. We serve a God with resurrection power. We serve a God who's able to restore and heal. Praise God. He does not quench the smoldering wick, Paul. He does not break the bruised reed mm. until he brings victory. Man, oh man. Amen. Hallelujah. That's awesome. Failure isn't final, son. No, it's not. It's not final. It, I, when I think about failure, I think about in Matthew 16, Jesus there talking, and and he says, who do you say that I am? And who chimes in first? Peter. Hey, you're the Christ. You are the Christ. And what does Jesus tell him? I love, I love it. He says, hey, flesh and blood hadn't revealed this to you, but the Spirit, the thing that matters, the Spirit, the thing that connects us to the Father, the thing that, that brings us in communion with him, uh, before his throne and his presence, the spirit says, it's, this has revealed this to you. And, and what does Peter go on to do? 
He denies him three times. Jesus tells him, hey, you're going to deny me. And he's like, you're crazy. I'm not. I will die for you. I'm coming with you. I'm doing whatever you need me to do. He says, no, you're going to deny me. Mm. You're going to deny me. Yeah. And Peter's like, no, no, I won't. Well, what does he do? He fails. Yep. He denies him. He denies him. And he weeps bitterly. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, when they ran to the tomb, who won the race? Peter. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> so he tells him, you are the Christ. The spirits reveal this to you, the Lord says. He denies him. He feel, Can you imagine denying the guy you just told you would die for and you would follow to the ends of the earth? You'd feel cowardly. Dejected. Lost. I'm nobody. Why would he even want to fool with me? There's no way. Mm-hmm. There's no way anybody would ever want to fool with me. We all struggle with self-doubt. Yes. We all battle with insecurities. And that is a very real human emotion but we all struggle with that. Yeah. What you you just you can't allow those silent you can't allow those those voices on the inside to overcome what you know to be true. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. And and, and no, even in that, you know that that he denied him and and they say, hey, the stones rolled away. He's not here. Even in the midst of his failure, even in the midst of, of his denial, even in the midst of feeling lower than the lowest of lows, he's the first one there because he knows. Deep down in the midst of that failure, he knows that this guy will not lose. He believes in him this much. This guy will not lose. He is who he says he is, and I believe him. I just got weak in a moment. I got fearful in a Listen, we all do. We get weak in a moment. We get fearful in a moment. We don't want people to judge us in the moment. We want to keep up with the Joneses in the moment. We want people in the world to respect us and hold us in high esteem. And sometimes we deny who we are in those moments to try to look better in that aspect of the world. And Jesus is like, hey, man, I knew this. I knew you were going to do this. It don't mean I love you any less. But you've got to get to that place to where you you repent and you come unto me and you realize, hey, that I, I failed in the flesh, but I'm going to get back up and I'm going to come to the Father. I'm going to come to the throne. Because what does he tell him? Listen to what he tells Peter. Peter tells him, you're the Christ. Then he denies him. And in the midst of groveling in himself, he's the first one to the tomb. And listen to what Peter says in Second Peter. To confirm your calling and your election. He says, his divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us his, his precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is of the world because of sinful desire. That's what made him deny him. The corruption, that sinful desire made him deny him and, and, and reject him. Number Verse 5, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith virtue and virtue knowledge and knowledge with self-control, self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection. What are all these things that you're adding to yourself? You're adding to yourself Jesus, mm-hmm. the, one you're, the one he ran to the tomb for. 
You're adding him to yourself. And this is the same with Peter. Peter did these things. He did them. That's why he's telling us to do them. And godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, that means if you've made Jesus your king, your Lord, and your Savior, and you continue to make him that, if these are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is nearsighted and blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Listen to this. Here's the key. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election, for if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. You will never fail. Failure is not final. Ask Peter. He'll tell you in his letter. I think the, the the key the key takeaway there, Paul, is as believers, we're going to make mistakes. Would you agree? Oh, every day I do all the time. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could sit here and be honest and say, "Well, I'll never do that." <laughs> I I can't I can't promise that. Every time I've said never, I did. I, it. I can't promise that. <laughs> I hope that I don't. And by the grace of God, I hope to, you know, strengthen my life and 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 the as you as you said there, add these things to my life and give all diligence to the faith because I don't I don't want to fail. I don't want to make mistakes for the kingdom. Like right. I want to be upright and I want to be a man of integrity. But we may we may fail. We may fall. But as believers, we have to be resilient. We've got to have a little grit to us. Yes. A little toughness. A little fire in your belly. Well, like, <laughs> you know, whenever as a kid, whenever you'd fall down, you know, you'd, you'd have to get back up. Yeah. You know, and, and they tell kids, you know, like, uh, what happens if you're, if you're riding the bike and you fall off your bike or you have a bike wreck? What do they say the, be- the best thing for you to do is? Get right back up and get on it. Get, get back on the bike as soon as you can. Yep. You know, don't be afraid of it. You get back in the game. You know, kids that ride horses, I've heard people say that, you know, unless you just want to be done riding horses, unless you just want to be done riding a bike. Yeah. But you're going to miss out on so many great experiences. Yeah. If you say, no, I'm, I'm done. It's, right. it's, it's not for me. You know, you get back on the bike. You get back on the horse. Let's just say that you're having problems with swimming. Yeah. You get back in the water yeah. unless you just don't want to swim no more. Well, spiritually, what if you make a mistake? You've got to be resilient. You've got to get back in the game. I'm so thankful for First John 1, 9 because we've got an accuser out there. And the enemy yes. he says, God's done with you. God, finish you. No, the Bible says if we'll confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right. When Jesus Christ, the 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 his final words on the cross was, "It is finished." Yes. You know what that means, Paul? Seeing past, present, and future are paid for. Bye-bye. Hallelujah! Yes, <laughs> they've been paid for. Amen. Bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs> mm. And so, when we fail, and the enemy says, "There's a debt." Yeah. You owe the debt. Yeah. Well, Jesus paid the debt. Amen. We just have to receive the forgiveness. Yes. We've, we've got to receive. That's like this morning. You know, whenever uh, whenever we went for breakfast, what did the girl say? We went to pay for our meal, and what'd she say? Somebody covered y'all. Y'all are good. She said, it's paid for. 
Hallelujah. I was like, glory it's, to God, free pancakes. Hallelujah. I mean, she said, <laughs> but she said, it's paid for. Yeah. Like, they even did the tip, gave a little extra. That, that's great. That's who Jesus is. He you gives know, you a little extra. <laughs> the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 24, I think it's uh, verse number 16, it said, a righteous man falls down seven times, mm-hmm. he'll get back up. Yes. Or we've heard that old saying, you fall down seven, you get up eight. There's something to be said about being resilient, resilient, persevere, endure. Um, there was a study one time, Paul, um, done uh, in, in uh, I can't remember where the study came from, but they talked about people that are successful. Yes. Like what socioeconomic background, race, mm-hmm. ethnicity, gender, you know, what determines a person's level of success? And you know what the common trait was that they figured out? It was resilience. Yes. That person that just wouldn't quit. Yeah. I've been there. Navy SEALs. Yep. Oh, and I love Navy SEALs, man. You were going to be one. Well, <laughs> in my mind, I fantasized that, hey, you know. Every man's got to have a dream. I, I would have loved to have tested myself. <laughs> loved to have tried that, but now I'm I'm old and, you know. Easy, it, easy. I'm on soft. Old, easy on the old comment. I'm soft. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, when it comes to predicting who's going to graduate from Bud's training. And this is, there is a less than 10% success rate for people who uh, enlist in, you know, to, to be a Navy SEAL or they, they sign up for Bud's, which is basic underwater demolition school. That's the, you have to pass Bud's before you can even, that doesn't mean you're a Navy SEAL, but that's, if you can make it through buds, though, you're probably going to be on your way. Right. But buds is the most demanding uh, physical test that any military has um, for, for the United States. Most demanding. Less than 10% of people graduate. So if there's 200, about 20 might make it. Really? That is, that's crazy. That's insane. And so, like, obviously, they try to, they try to say, well, which candidates are going to make it? Is it the guy that can do 15 pull-ups? Is it the guy that can run a six-minute mile? Is it the guy that graduated from Harvard? Is it the, the person that has blonde hair? You know, is it the person that has 5% body fat? Like, is it the guys that are under five foot seven? Yeah. Like, what's the metric to measure who will Who's gonna Who's gonna make it? Yeah. Who's not gonna fail? And right. and, and and Paul, it's those guys that have grit. Yeah. Those guys that are just said, determined, boy. They're determined. Yeah. They set their face like a flint, they like set Isaiah their says. Face like a flint, man. <laughs> I've heard that before. You know. So you gotta have that resilience spiritually. But I just feel like there's so many Christians that are just weak as water. Mm. We're that. just, you know, we just get our feelings hurt at the slightest little thing, or you know, the the enemies come against us and. And we're just, we're, we're weak yeah. spiritually. Yeah. Well, God help us. Yeah. God help us. We don't, listen, God doesn't throw the clay away 
And no. God's not finished with you. The bruised reed he won't break. The smoldering wick he'll not quench. God is going to bring victory in you. But I want you to know something. God is trying to cause you to learn to be dependent on him. He's trying to draw you away from the world through the sufferings of this world yeah. so that we'll learn to depend and have faith on him. Paul, you got anything over there? Uh, who are we to say to him? You know, who Who is the, the pot to say to the potter? Why, why are you doing this or what are you doing? I know best. You know, and yeah. the, the thing about it is that grit, only he can put that grit in you. He he can put that grit in you. And, and when, when you make him Lord of your life, when you say you are the Christ, when, when you've got to that part and say, hey, you are the Christ, that grit's in you because it takes that grit to confess that, hey, I'm not enough. I need you. I liken it to this, Rome. Um, as you were talking, I was sitting here thinking about my business that I'm in. Do you know that every job I do has an inspection through the state of Tennessee? I either get a blue sticker for pass or I get a red sticker for failure. Do you know that I remember the very first solo job I did that wasn't a new house. I can take you to where it was and what I was doing. And I got a red sticker. I failed it over one screw. Very important screw. Forgot the screw, failed the inspection. <laughs> and I remember begging the inspector, please, man, I'll run, get it, blah, 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 blah. He goes, no, you're failing. Red sticker, fix it. Buy another permit and call me back. From that day, I made it my purpose and my passion. We're not failing no more. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Truth Revival is brought to you by Senior Lopez Mexican Grill, 105 Mecapike, Teleco Plains, Tennessee. Paul, why don't you tell our listeners what's happening at Senior Lopez? Hey, take the family down Monday night for trivia, 6.30 to 7.30. Tuesday is my favorite day. Tuesday is Teleco Spirit Tuesday, where 10% of all proceeds go to the town of Teleco Plains, Rome, which is a great idea, and I love that. Bingo, Thursday night at 6.30, and Saturday night is live music from 6.30 to 8.30, so take the family down, relax, have a great meal where the food is fresh and the family is welcome. Come home for dinner at Senor Lopez. And now, the continuation of Truth Revival. But my men know red is no good. Failure's no good. But if we do fail, it's fixable. Mm. And that's what we as a church got to understand. We're going to fall. There's going right. to come a time when that inspector don't see it the way you do, don't agree with, and and he's going to have a different opinion than the inspector on this other side of the county. Everything, it all, all these things work together, and it comes in. And sometimes you're going to fail. It just there's nothing you can do. It's interpretation. But here's the deal: we as a church got to understand. We're going to get a red sticker from time to time. Yeah, we're going to get one. But that spirit that's in us. That spirit that he places in us, if we will seek him, if we will feed on him, if we'll know him, if we'll chase him, if we'll ingest who he is in us, the failures are going to come less and less and less. We're not ever going to stop failing, but we're going to be more like him. Right. 
and we're going to be more like him. And failure, failure's not final. I like that, Paul. The reality is, in our relationships, husband and wife, we're not always going to see eye to eye. But you know what? When you love something, you end up seeking reconciliation. Amen. You look for restoration. Yes. Your friendships. Friends are not always going to see eye to eye. True. And, and I would actually even argue and say that it is good for your friends. Now, I'm not saying that friends ought to fight and argue and all that other stuff, but it's actually healthy when people can voice their opinions mm. and share their true feelings. Yes. Right? And you may not always see eye to eye, and it may be an argument, but, but what that does, that helps you figure out, do we really want to maintain this do we really want to be together you know and just because one just because you have a a a little argument or a spat in a friendship that doesn't mean that it's over you know failure is final just because you make a mistake at your job that doesn't mean that that uh um you know that 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 you need to be fired and that you lose all your now here's the thing though like now granted like there's there are probably there may be some things that a person can do that could, you know, you could probably, if you're a banker and you're embezzling funds, <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, I'm sorry. Oh, and Lord. I was listening to that Truth Revival podcast and they said that failure isn't final. I'm sorry. Listen, man, you probably shouldn't have done that to begin with, okay? Uh, that's You're probably going to get fired on that. You know, don't lose heart. They're hiring at Hardee's. You could probably still get a job somewhere. But, you know, like, don't. Here, I'm not I'm not saying that you, people, everybody's going to forgive and understand. Like, if you're a husband oh. and you commit adultery on your wife, I'm, I'm, you might be dead. I'm sorry, man, but I mean, like, <laughs> if she divorces you, don't be like, well, but they said failure isn't fine. Like, we serve a God that can forgive, but, you know, be be not deceived. God is not mocked. You will reap what you sow. Amen. If you sow to the flesh, you shall of the flesh reap corruption. I mean, if you, and here's the thing, if you're living in sin, there may be chastisement for that. If if there's no chastisement for living in sin, you may not know the Father. Yeah, you're not one of His. You may not be one of His. Okay, so like I'm not saying that we serve a God that's you know going to just forgive you. Like you, you're probably going to have to give an account for things that you've done, and that's the thing. Like forgiveness and restoration, all of these things are part of being a believer. But like, it's not final. It's not final. Uh, and Paul, I'm gonna, you're I'm gonna. Me wrong. Well, I, no, you know, I just, I, I, in my mind, I'm envisioning all these things, you know, like lollipops and bubble gums, and you know. I, I heard, <laughs> like, I heard oh, this God. right here, Paul. And I mean, this is going to take a real serious turn, real quick. But um, let's just say that there's somebody out there who feels trapped. They've made mistakes. They've done a lot of stuff, and they feel like, well, the only, the only out for me, the only solution is, is suicide. Mm. The only solution is, is death. My friend. That is not the answer. You see, that that's the enemy causing you to believe that failure is final. He's a deceiver, man, from the get-go. He was created to deceive. Failure is not final. And if and if you're having suicidal thoughts or if you're please talk to somebody. 
Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a very good chance that you have social media. Reach out to Paul or myself. Reach out to somebody and, and get help. Talk to somebody. Okay. I'm sure that the, your friends, me or Paul, I mean, we would rather talk it out than have to go to your funeral. Amen. And have to deal with that hurt. And, and here's the reality, though. Suicide doesn't erase the pain. No. It just delays it or it just puts it on to somebody else because that ends up hurting family members. And, and you see that's like failure isn't final. No. And, and as a church, we need to be, we need to be practitioners of grace, forgiveness, love, restoration, healing. Yeah. Okay. And Paul, a lot of these things take time. Yeah. And a lot of it requires that the offending party demonstrate that there is repentance, that there is sincerity, mm. that there's an apologetic heart, and that there's truthfulness. And then the process of restoration can begin. Yeah. Then you'll be known by your fruits. You know, I mean, but the Bible a, clearly lays it out. But if a person never, like if me and you had an argument and like if there was, if there was something in you, Paul, that needed to, like if I hurt you and you felt hurt and then I just come up to you the next day and be like, oh, hey, but you like, we might be able to go for a while, but there's still that thing in you that needs to come out. It's going to fester. It's going to fester and and it's going to hinder our relationship until it comes out. And that's. That's the great thing about having a healthy friendship. Yeah. Is there's dialogue and there's discourse and and it may not always be perfect. But you see, that's we have to have that in our spiritual life. Let me let me let me read that. Do you have something before I go on? No, I was just I sitting here listening to you and, and all I can think in my mind is is First uh, Corinthians starts saying love is patient, love is kind, love does, it don't puff up. But my the, my favorite line in that whole chapter is love never fails, and God is love. Yeah. And and here's the thing, we we think if we fail, we don't live up to these things. It's over. It's finished. It's not. Because here's the thing, when you fail, that gives him room to to build you back into the way that he he wants you to manifest himself, to show love, to show compassion, to be. To walk in the calling that God's made you to help other people, to help other people be delivered and set free. He's called you to a greater and higher purpose. And that deceiver, which deceived from the beginning, he was, the Bible says he was created to deceive when he started deceiving Eve in the garden about the tree. He, his job is to make you think you're less than you are. His job is to make you think you're low. His job is to make you think you're no good. His job is to make you think you're worthless, that you're not needed, that you have no meaning for anybody. You can't help anybody. You can't do anything right. That's his job to tell you that you are those things. But God's job is this. I came to give you life and give yeah. you life to the full. I came to give you life and give you life to the full. Here's the deal. He could have totally wrecked it all and crumbled it when, when all that went on in the garden. He could have said, it's over. I'm done fooling with you. This is worthless. I, I created you. I, I'm sorry I did this. You're not, you don't have a chance. But out of grace and mercy and compassion, he gave us another chance to bring him, to bring us into himself. Because here's the deal. Whether you fail or succeed or not, he wants you to himself. God created you to be with him. Yeah. 
That's what he wants. And how, how is that a failure that the creator of the universe would want you to be in his presence? Mm. My God in heaven. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, do you think about that? Nothing you can do can separate you from that love. But by listening to that deception and that deceiver, so many people fall to the wayside. They end their life. They, they don't live out their calling because they listen to that deception when he says, hey, nothing can separate you from me. Come unto me. I love that, Paul. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Come unto me, all you that are laboring and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. We serve a God who says failure isn't final. I want to say this too, Paul. Mm. Before a person says that God can't use them or they've done too much or they're not qualified, uh, this was something that it's on social media. It pops up in my feed every now and then. You can find it online. I didn't come up with this. But think about the people in Scripture. Hebrews chapter 11, I believe it is. Is that the heroes of faith? I think so. Heroes yeah, 11, 11 or 12, somewhere in there, yeah. Noah was a drunk. Oh. Realize that? Really? After the ark? Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. I'm just okay. <laughs> I t- I'm a very literal person. No, I was like, listen, hey. I've been on Roman all day today. It's been great. <laughs> I'm sorry. But Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Isn't that what he said? Yeah. God, I can't have a son. I'm there too ain't old. There's no way. You're a lunatic, God, for even yeah. thinking that, right? And you know what? God, God says, listen, for with man, things will be impossible. But with God, what? All things are possible. All things are possible. Joseph, his brother sold him in slavery. Joseph might have been just a skosh. He might have been a narcissist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, could have been. Because he told his brother, he's like, God's giving me a dream. And, uh, I'm going to be your ruler. Yeah. They're like, you're the you're the youngest. How dare you? I can't believe you say that. Well, my father gave me this fancy coat here. Who knows about? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't yeah. like Joseph. Oh Lord, Moses. Not only was he a murderer, he had trouble talking. Yep, stuttered real he bad. He was a stutterer. Yep, couldn't communicate. No, so like I mean, but think about these people. Like we all use those those excuses. Gideon was afraid. Mm-hmm. Gideon had doubts. Yeah. How many times has God led you to do something, Paul? And you'd be like, I, I, God, I just don't think I, yeah. I don't know. Several. It's natural. It, it's human nature. Rahab, she was a prostitute. <laughs> and she's listed as a hero of faith. Jeremiah and Timothy. She saved the lineage, did she not? Yeah. <laughs> but Jeremiah and Timothy, they were too young. Yeah. David, murderer and. Adulterer. Adulterer. Elijah. I mean, like, this is right after God rains down fire from heaven. Yeah. Fire and brimstone and Elijah kills. I've stood on Mount Carmel, Paul. <laughs> he goes and hides under the tree. I mean, Good literally, point. Elijah goes scorched earth on this place. Yeah. And and then he, he thinks, uh-oh, Jezebel's going to kill He goes me. and hides, man. He goes and hides. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was scared to death. Jonah? Jonah ran from God. Ran. Then got mad because God did what he said he'd do. Yeah. Peter? (laughs) Yeah. Peter Peter denied Denied the Denied him. The disciples? They fell asleep while Jesus was praying. Yeah. (laughs) They couldn't stay engaged. They fell asleep. Okay? Sounds like a lot of us. Yeah. (laughs) 
Martha, she was always worried, oh, always okay. concerned. Mary Magdalene, she was demon-possessed. That Samaritan woman, she was divorced how many times? <laughs> you know? Uh, so Five. Zacchaeus, he's he was, too small. He was a wee little man. Paul was an accuser, He was a mul- he, and he was a malter, a murderer. Excuse me. Paul was a, an accuser, and he was a murderer. Listen, I just want to leave y'all with these closing words. This comes out of... Uh, Second Timothy chapter number four. We are troubled on every side, mm. yet not distressed. Yes. We are perplexed, mm. but not in despair. Come on. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down. Not destroyed. But not destroyed. Paul, <laughs> failure isn't final. Amen, Rome. And. Amen. We have to read the word of God and hide that in our heart and remember that because the accuser is going to be telling you all the time, it's over for you. You're done. God can't use you. But the word of God says otherwise. Yes. And so let faith arise. We won't be an encouragement to you today. We want to, we want to tell you that the, the bruised reed is not broken. Yeah. That the smoldering wick is not quenched. God is not finished with you. Failure isn't final. Now, you you may have to give an account for the things that you do. Yeah. You may have to go and, you know, apologize to some people for some of your decisions so that you can be restored. But you see, we serve a God of forgiveness and love, and the church should also reciprocate that, Paul. Yes. Failure isn't final. I'm done. You you close us. Hey, listen, I just want to say this. You got to understand, if you're in Jesus, the grave no longer has a hold on you. Golly, bum. If you are in Jesus, the grave no longer has a hold on Come you. Come on. Mm, so good. Listen, I want to leave you with this. Psalms 121. Believer, this is for you. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber or sleep. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. And if the Lord keepeth you, failure is not final. Golly, bum. Whoever this is intended for, we want to be an encouragement to you. Failure isn't final. May the Lord bless you. Paul, it's been a good day. I'm... I'm I'm like drunk in the spirit. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just like, whew, I'm ready for tonight now, I think. I hear you. <laughs> well, Truth Revival listeners, we want to thank you for tuning in. Be sure to like the and share the show. We're on every major channel, but when you like and share, it helps, helps us reach a whole new audience. So uh, any support would be appreciated. If you like the show, be sure to check us out on Facebook at Truth of Bible 37385. For Paul Chapman, I'm Roman Hamilton. We're out of here.